You're now tuning in to Monday Night Coaching, your go-to spot for digging into exciting topics in the online coaching world. Fueling both business and LinkedIn growth. Hosted by your favorite LinkedIn business coach and peaceful and paid strategist, Amalia Gardner. Looking to join the conversation live? Be sure to catch the live audio events only on LinkedIn. If you're not a VIP listener, well, it's time to change that today. Be sure to join the tribe now for free to snag all bonuses. Here's your host, Amalia. All right. So I see we have a few people joining us. So hi, everyone. I'm Amalia and welcome to Monday Night Coaching, our very first episode of the new year. (laughs) Happy New Year, everyone. So drop a heart or a hand clap if you're excited about tonight's topic, our 2023 Business Rewind, Lessons Learned and Changes Wished. Oh, I love it. I see the hand claps. (laughs) If you're like me, you probably made a few mistakes last year that taught some valuable lessons, and we will be discussing those today. If you're new and this is your first time tuning in, picture this as our cozy little corner where you're not just tuning in, but actively join the conversation. So if you would like to share your 2023 Business Rewind, Feel free to raise your hand and join me on stage later, and we will dive into all of the great things that you have to share as well. But before we kick things off at the start of every event, I like to give people more time to join in and open the floor for introductions. After about five minutes of open introductions, we'll begin by diving into today's topic. So at this time, I invite anyone who would like to introduce themselves to raise their hand to come up and let us know more about you, what you do, and anything exciting you have going on. So since you're on stage with me right now, I'm going to go ahead and kick things off to you. <laughs> can you? That's just fine, Amalia. Perfect. I'm Corinne Keith, and as you can see from my profile, I'm your stinking thinking buster, which means that I deal a lot with uh, mindsets that prevent us from achieving that which we are called to do. I also uh, love to do podcasts, as well as I'm part of the Speakers Bureau for C-Suite for Christ. Love it. Thank you. I also see Joey in the audience. Hi, Joey. How are you? I'm fine, Amalia. How are you? I'm vertical and ventilating. Thanks for asking. Love it. Well, go ahead. I would love for you to introduce yourself. So, yeah, thanks. So, I am retired. And uh, I'm currently an author and a speaker. And depending on the day of the week or the hour of the day, I coach unemployed professionals and help them sell themselves in the marketplace. I've learned over the years, and I've been speaking to these unemployed professionals for well over two decades more. uh, I've discovered that a lot of them don't realize that they're selling themselves when they're looking for work. And I've sold over the years, and I've sold in different industries to different types of people and companies. And... uh, I discovered that when you're looking for work, you're selling yourself. And so I've, tr- so I've tried to take what I've learned about selling, and there's a lot, and try to extrapolate that into the job search market for people who are looking for work and trying to help them understand that the really good salespeople put their customers on a pedestal and shine the light on the customers. If you're looking for work, your customers are the hiring managers. And nobody likes to be groveled to and being nobody likes to hear somebody begging for a job. So 
part of being a good salesperson is asking a lot of questions and, and being a problem solver. And that's what I try to teach these unemployed professionals. And uh, I've been enjoying it for years. I wrote a book about it. I'm writing a second book as well. So it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. And I also try to convey to people that they should be positive because nobody, nobody likes a Debbie Downer or a Toxic Tony, whether you're looking for work or not. Love it. And that is very true. I see a few more people joining us at this time. We're just allowing people more time to join us. So we're opening the floor for introductions. If you'd like to introduce yourselves, feel free to come on stage. I see Laurie joined us, Brenda. I hope I'm saying your name right. Is it Anita? Thank you for getting my name perfectly right. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. I've been I've been trying to join these, uh, connect with some other coaches here. So I'm so happy to be here tonight. Thank you for having me and thanking you for thank you for inviting me to the stage. My name is Fanita Dilworth and I am the What Next Coach. I coach people to what's next in their life, their career, or their business, whatever's going on with them. My special lane is women who are transitioning from, uh, I'll say for the lack of a better term, I say empty nesters who are looking, they know they have a lot of life left, but their children have left the nest, and now they need to reinvent themselves. So my, my expertise is in reinventing a person and preparing them for whatever is next in their lives. So that's me. I'm Fanita Dilworth, the What Next Coach. Let me prepare you for what's next. I love it. Well, I invite you to stay on stage because I feel like today's topic is perfect <laughs> for those that have made mistakes and learned from their lessons and trying to figure out what's next for the new year. So I would love for you to stay. If I'd love to stay. Perfect. I'd love to stay. Thank you. Perfect. All right. So just one last time, if anyone would like to come on stage and introduce themselves, I do see Sandra and Tiffany with us. If not, we can definitely keep things going. I just want to give you guys the opportunity to introduce yourself. Oh, Tiffany, we're going to allow you to come on stage. Hopefully LinkedIn liked us. We had to beg it, please, last time. <laughs> Hi, Tiffany. How are Hi. you? Hey, Amalia. How have you been? I'm good. I'm doing I am so good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, um for having me I think so much has changed since the last time I was on your on your stage my state has changed my weight has changed everything has changed love it hey change is good change is good yes it is it most definitely is so real quick Tiffany I'm gonna have you introduce yourself properly just to let everyone know what you do Real quick, um, I'm going to ask anyone that's not speaking at the time just to go ahead and mute themselves because it's kind of echoing for the other speakers. So go ahead, Tiffany, if you'd like to let them know what type of coaching you do and all that great stuff or anything new that you have going on. Okay, well, I am a leadership strategist and consultant as well as an identity transformation coach. I have experienced a lot of iterations of change within that genre. I have actually been 
moved into the direction of working more with faith-based leadership in terms of doing marketplace ministry. So um, that's actually the focus that I have in the leadership realm is bringing more principled, integral business practices based on ethics and again, integrity and biblical principles into the marketplace. You know, not just bringing Bibles, not standing on corners and preaching, but literally just changing the face of business by being ethical and integral. So that's what I'm working on now. Love it. Love it. Thank you for sharing. And then same thing, Tiffany, I invite you to stay on stage as today's event is a open discussion as we talk about our 2023 business rewinds, the lessons we learned and how we're changing, how we're going about things this year. So if you love to, it's only up to you. Would you like to stay on stage with us? Sure, I will stay. I have a class that's starting after a while, so I may be, I may have to dip out, but I will, I, I'll be here. Okay, perfect. All right. Well, I just want to say thank you to everyone who shared and thank you for staying on stage and we can go ahead and get things started. So first, I would like to say that making mistakes can be a valuable learning opportunity. You can find lessons in your mistakes that can help you improve your skills and your knowledge. So this is a judgment-free zone. I like to give a disclaimer whenever we have these type of topics. You only fail if you give up. We are here to share and learn, and that's it. Let's keep this a positive, safe space, okay? So give me a thumbs up if you're okay and on board with keeping this a safe space. I see a heart, so okay, good. As long as we're one accord. <laughs> awesome. Well, I would like to start with one of my biggest lessons I learned last year, and that was not having a realistic business plan and goals for my business or even taking the time to actually have a plan at all, to be honest. And I know that sounds bad. Every business owner should have a plan. But <laughs> as a new coach, I had loads of great ideas and mentors, but I found myself all over the place and changing directions a lot. I knew my niche and what I was offering, but without a solid plan, I was just trying things out until something clicked. That's why I kind of call last year my testing year, my testing phase. <laughs> but soon enough, I realized I needed something to keep me on track, to show me when I hit important milestones or if I was heading in the right direction. I needed a roadmap for my business. So this year, I made sure to have one and not just one, I now have a fully loaded plan that covers everything. My funnel, my technology, my content, sales, and finances, all tied into one solid plan for 2024. With my plans and goals in place, I can be more intentional now because I got a roadmap to follow. So I know some, <laughs> I get this question a lot, like, okay, what does that look like for those that are trying to do it? So for example, my financial plan sets out what I want to make each month, broken down into a 12-month plan. Knowing what I want to make helps me figure out how many clients I need for the month, which tells me how many sales calls I need to make based on my conversion formula. I don't know how many people here have like that conversion formula in their head 
one client equals 10 calls. It might just be me, <laughs> but give me a thumbs up if you have some type of formula that lets you know how many individuals you need to talk to to convert them. But yes, I still do sales calls because I like to ensure that my program is a good fit offering true transformation. Knowing how many sales calls I need, now that leads me into my marketing plan, which outlines the strategies and content I need to build trust, authority, and credibility to those who I need to get those calls from. And because I believe in working smarter and not harder, I have a funnel in place to automate what I can to help me with the process. And for those who know my backstory, I just came back from medical leave. So you will see all these grand plans take place this year. So I know a few of us like, well, we don't see you post. There's no consistency. Well, I'm excited for you guys to see this plan in action this year. So now I have a question for those that are in the audience. Have you experienced the challenge of not having a solid business plan or goals in place? And if so, I love to hear your experience or any insight you want to add. I'll ask you, Joey, first. I know when I spoke to you on the phone, would you like to chime in? Sure. So, you know, I'm I'm in a unique place as a retired as a retired individual. I'm in a different head. I have a little different sense of urgency than most people do who are working. So, I I am taking my time. I am de-stressing from working. <laughs> which was very stressful as you can only imagine as a salesperson. And uh, I'm taking it one day at a time, Amalia, taking it one day at a time. I spend my time, a lot of my days on calls like this, meeting with people, hearing their stories, offering my two cents. And I really get a kick out of doing that. It's very cathartic. It's very fulfilling. And I just, I want to help people be better at what they do. And as I was saying in my introduction, I hear a lot of negativity from people and it, it, and I just, I say to them, I says, it is any wonder that you're looking for work and you continue to look for work as you continue to be negative and downbeaten and downtrodden. Nobody wants to hear from you if you're feeling that way. So I'm in a good head. Like I said, my sense of urgency is probably different from a lot of people on this call and a lot of the other calls I'm on, but I just, I'm here to help. I'm here to serve. It's what I did when I was in sales. I'll tell anybody who's looking for work again, you're selling yourself. And if you're in sales, you're a problem solver. You're helping people get from where they are to where they want to be. So I'm not sure if that's what you wanted to hear, Amalia, but that's that's my story. I'm sticking to it. No, I love your story. <laughs> Definitely stick to it. But anyone else on stage, just a general question. What's the biggest thing you learned in your business last year and how is it shaping what you do now? It doesn't necessarily have to be business planning. I guess for me, Amalia, in... September of last year, I had a stroke. And so God specifically told me, I'm not taking you home. I have work for you to do. Um, He told me that the majority of my life I had spent playing small. For me, playing small meant I loved one-on-one coaching. I felt like I was making an impact on individuals' lives, helping them to get clarity, understand their identity, their purpose, etc. But I was having a small impact doing a one-on-one. So my business plan changed for 2024 as I have been reaching out. I have been getting out of my comfort zone. I am doing uh, a lot of uh, podcasts and that type of thing, getting my reach 
out further. I also joined the Speakers Bureau, so I will have an opportunity to speak to more people and to influence more. I love it. Do you only do one-on-one coaching at this time? That's what I was doing, but so far I've had, uh, well, I've got three scheduled podcasts for the month of February. So I am putting myself out there, making myself available, and God's opening doors. I love it. You know, I had a lot of mentor and coaches, and I feel like a lot of things that kind of almost fast forwarded my me into my medical leave and burnout and all this health stuff going on was not staying true to what I wanted to do for my business. And I think that was probably another big lesson learned. And like you mentioned, as of right now, I only desire to do one-on-one coaching because I love the intimacy. It matches my schedule. I have a full-time job, but I allow all these great things, not saying these things don't work, but I was pushed in so many directions that I end up burning myself out and actually despising my business. And Joey, like in my message to my private um, community, I'm ready to burn everything down and just stop (laughs) because I was allowing so many entities to tell me what my business should be rather than me actually be solid in my foundation and who am I as a person and what I truly want to do with this gift that's been given to me and really go out there and share it with the world. So I really, really resonate with what you're saying right now. <laughs> well, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like Joey. I'm in a different season. I've already passed the three quarter of a century mark. And so God's saying, stop playing small. And let's, I put too much in you to keep playing small. That message needs to get out because I'm the one that put it in you. Absolutely. I see you unmuted. Fanina, did you want to add anything? Yes, I wanted to just like go yay, yay, yay to everybody who's talking. Kareen, I love your message about busting your stinking thinking, busting. That is so powerful to actually help someone to shift shift in their thought process. Well, I too... Um, I'm going to do some things differently this year. The first year of coaching, I think I I just took me a moment to find my niche and just to find, okay, like, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to, who are going to be the people? Who is the client that I'm looking for? So I think now I've actually found that. But I, like you, Corinne, one-on-one coaching, oh my God. (laughs) At the end of the day, I'm like, if I talk to one more person, you know, I don't want to talk to anyone else. However, what I found in putting together my business plan, refreshing my business plan and refreshing my financial plan and refreshing my marketing plan is that one-on-one coaching, although it is, you know, one person at a time, it can get you there, but it just takes longer to get there. So I liked, I spend one day of the week doing one-on-one coaching and then the other days I do either a combination of group coaching or I do training sessions and I'm just I'd love to hear some more feedback on the speaker bureau because that's a lane that I'm trying to navigate or add to my list but I'm not sure so if you guys have some suggestions about who to talk to or how you got into the speaker lane I'd love to hear some feedback on that but finding the niche was really important for me is in finding in that, finding exactly who my client was. Because when you find your client, that client is that is that person that's looking for you as well. 
You're looking for them, they're looking for you. And I'm also expanding more to governmental agencies. And I live in Washington, D.C., so there's a big venue, I think, for marketing to the government, both federal and city government. So that's I've added that to my business plan. But kudos to you for hosting us tonight and adding that financial plan and talking about the conversion formula, because I'm going to write my conversion formula down now, because usually I just have it in my head and say, OK, I want to have a $10,000 a month. This is what I need to do. You know, I just I don't. But I didn't put it down on paper. I didn't really have it as a full strategy. So I have that now. So kudos. I already got some stuff from the call. So thank you. Thank you for letting me talk. <laughs> no I'm, I'm glad you're getting things already. But I would love to answer your question when you mentioned far as speaking. So for me, and I love the fact that I do have some originals with me. I just tried it. So when LinkedIn first gave me access to the audio events, just to be 100% transparent, I was like, this is the best thing for me. I don't have to make sure my hair is done, be on camera. <laughs> I could just show up and talk. And I just kept doing the events and just kept trying things out. And it's what it is today, Monday Night Coaching. Now, I would love to share with you what I do to make this an easy process, if you like. The very first thing that I do to make speaking very easier how to get guest speakers on my LinkedIn audio event is I use Canally to book my guest speakers. It makes the process so much easier because there's no back and forth. They know exactly what questions to answer. And to be honest, they tell me the topics and they tell me what questions they want me to ask them so they can add value to my community. So I will recommend having the guest speaker booking process as easy and streamlined as possible. And yes, I will love to have you as a guest speaker. So if you want to see how my form is, I can send it to you and feel free to steal it <laughs> and use it if you like. The next thing to keep it really simplify, I just create my graphics in Canva. When you go to your LinkedIn audio, it lets you know the specs. So it lets you know the sizing. And I just create a template and I just duplicate it for each event just to keep that consistency and brand awareness. So when they see it, then people more likely to start being anticipated for it. And then I would just have some type of incentive with it. So to get people excited or to build trust or to build some type of loyalty, I have a VIP listeners list, which is free. I do it through ConvertKit and I offer something simple. I don't make it too overwhelming when they do have access to the VIP. I do like a bonus page and I use Linktree. Are you familiar with Linktree? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So every, so the cool thing is the Cannoli worked in my favor because I'm booked out until April. <laughs> so starting next week, because this is like the filler session where I let people come and just kind of get used to speaking or get the stage. But I literally have guest speakers lined up all the way until April based on that form. And I did nothing but just send them a link and I'm ready for it. So all those speakers within that form submitted me what bonuses they want to have or add to the bonus page. So I use the link tree now to keep adding bonuses per event. And now they have something of value to want to subscribe to your list for your audio event. So this is just like some few things that you can do to leverage it. 
But um, I will recommend when you're doing it, your very first session, kind of have a script or some bullet points so that way you kind of have a mental note of what you're talking. And then when your form, when your speakers tell you what value added questions they want for you to ask them, make sure you also answer that question pre like in your notes or bullet points in case they ask you for your feedback. Do anyone else that do audio events want to add to that? <laughs> I don't want to add to that, but I was just saying, thank you. Thank you, Amalia. Um, those are gems. Thank you so much for, <laughs> for, for dropping that. I didn't know if Anita wanted to say something else I was going to share as well. Anita, would you like to add anything before Tiffany shares? Oh, no, no. I'm right on. You added a lot. I'm taking great notes. So go ahead, Tiffany. I can't wait. Um, well, I like to say welcome back to you, Amalia, and welcome back to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I've been through so many transitions in my offering and what my niche was. And it's funny because the, the niche that I've had has been the same, but it's changed in terms of it's gotten smaller. It's it's definitely gotten smaller. So it went from women, then it went to, well, first it started with men, then it went to women, then it went to, you know, um, business leaders, then it went to spiritual leaders, then it was, <laughs> so it's like, it keeps paring down, but it's all been in the same thing. And I feel like all of the iterations have been the experience I needed to be where I am right now. So last year, what I learned was truly the next level of faith. And doing this for any business person, and it doesn't matter what spiritual denomination or religious denomination a person is in, being in this space of helping people, walking with people, working with people requires a certain level of faith. And then for me, what it looked like was I had put so many things into position and so many things into place, and then I had to pause. And I know... I'm not a millennial and I'm not a, I don't even know what the, a Y. I'm more like an X. No, I am actually an X. So for us, the time frames, it may get to be a little urgent because we're a little older. And so sitting down and resting or pulling back may not always seem like an option, but being able to sit and have the faith that there were some things that needed to transpire first, some things that I needed to get in alignment with understanding about before I could actually advance. That was the lesson, you know, last year, just, just going, okay, what's for me is for me. And, and this transition is not the end. I won't lose. And I've never been a, oh my goodness, I'm going to lose. I've never been that type of person, but even, even at my level of calmness about those kind of things, it was a, it was another level of faith I had to acquire to do what I'm doing. So now this year, 2024, all of the lessons I feel like are coming together. And while I have a map of some of the financial things that, that I, I'm doing, I loved what you said. So I'm going to even break that down even more. I have some international trips. I have international clients. It's it's a lot of reaching for some things that I kind of was too tired I'll say that I was some of us and a lot of um, a lot of the coaches and people that I leaders that I um, that are my clients. 
I get to deal with them at the place where they're at transition and pivot at the place where they're tired of what they're doing and they have to transition into something else and they may not know how to. So last year was my year to be my own client, to transition and pivot and to get a new energy around what I am doing because what I'm doing is needed. Who I am, who I help is needed. So this year, I'm just excited about the new opportunities, the new outlook, the fresh wind, the idea and understanding that I don't have to do it all. I don't want to do it all, but I can build an ecosystem of people who together we can get it done. So that's where I'm at. I love it. And I would love to chime in <laughs> when you say be your own client. Oh my goodness, that was me. I, you know, I always keep talking to Joey because believe it or not, <laughs> Joey called me. I had no idea who he was and we had a wonderful conversation. Are you still with me, Joey? I'm here. I'm listening. Absolutely. So Joey mentioned something to me because we we have like, um, I don't know if you guys ever heard of the TLB club. It's a, a group of individuals and um, they actually come as guest speakers, if you guys want to join to learn more about them. But um, this is when I was having my little meltdown, talking about burning everything to the ground. And one of the things too, is because I became my own client. I realized what my challenges were and that kind of shifted me of wanting to help other people that was experiencing what I was experiencing. And because I was so happy to finally kind of get clarity of a new direction. I was ready just to burn everything down and start going that direction and helping people that were like me. But uh, I would love if you were to share, I don't know if you remember, Joey, of what you told me. Uh, was this about wor working while you're still, looking while you're still working or was there something else, Amaya? You, it was like a self-reflection moment to where you were. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. I, I, think I, I think I know what you're Joey saying. Joey was so coaching you, me, guys. I think, I think you hit upon it because you were, you were telling me how you were feeling. And as I was listening to you telling, telling me your story, I couldn't help but think to myself, here's a coach who's telling me, not that she's at her rope's end, but she's like, I'm ready to just like throw it all in. And I think I said to you, Correct me if I'm wrong. Amalia, what would you say to one of your clients who said what you just said? Is that what, is that what you're exactly, referring to? Exactly, yes. Okay. And, and I, think, I think as coaches, and I'm not, I'm not, quote unquote, a certified coach. And I will tell you that up front. But I will tell you that people I've spoken to feel like they've been coached. And that's because I hear what they say. I pay attention to what they're saying. I empathize with them. And although I'm from New York, I try my best not to tell them what to do. It's not easy. But I think sometimes I give them their space, let them speak. And then I, for lack of a better phrase, I throw back to them effectively, did you hear what you just said? And if you were your client, how would you respond to that? And invariably, it becomes an, an aha moment, right? And which is what I think you had as well, Amalia. And you know, again, I'm not certified by any stretch of imagination, but, you know, I've raised two boys. I'm a father. I'm a grandfather. So I've done I've done my share of listening. <laughs> I've done my share of hearing and I've done my share of coaching. And I don't know, just giving people their space and letting them speak, I think, provides a lot of opportunity for breathing 
and for getting them again from where they are to where they want to be. It's all solving problems. It's all selling. I mean, I, I hate to go back to this and I hate to beat a dead horse, but we sell every day. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what your position is, your stature in life, what your bottom line is on your on your 1040 form. I mean, it doesn't matter. We, we sell every day to our friends, our neighbors, our spouses, people we work with, people who work for us. And if you believe in the Bible, and some of you do, you know, it goes back to the Garden of Eden. That's where all selling started, if you think about it. And we're just here to solve problems. And so whether you're a salesperson or a coach, for me, it's the same difference. It really is. And um, But giving them the opportunity to speak and, you know, being a mirror, if you will, and almost an echo chamber and having them hear what they're saying and then say, look, you, you know what you got to do. It just, you just got to do it. Might easier said than done. And believe me, I, <laughs> I've been in many situations where I'm on the receiving end of that. And there are many situations where I've been buried and I've been, you know, feeling low and feeling down and I'm not a machine, but Annie was right. The sun will come out tomorrow. And I, I'm a firm believer in that. As bad as things are, as bad as things are, take a nap, go garden, play with your kids. Play an instrument, sing in the shower, right? Take a walk, do something for the next few hours to take a break from the, the misery and the pain and the suffering that you're in and feeling. And just know that tomorrow the sun will come out. I don't know. Maybe that's naive. Maybe it's Pollyanna. But <laughs> I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine not thinking that way. I can't imagine walking around with my tail between my legs and my chin on my chest and my shoulders on the ground and, and just being ugh. I don't want to be that way. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to convey that message to anybody. And I just, I do my best to be positive, even when I'm down in the dumps, but on a happy face. I appreciate it, Julie. That is an absolutely positive mindset to have. And Tiffany, just to go back to the reason why I wanted Joey to chime in, it took for me to coach myself. I had to step out that imposter syndrome and tap into the expert and really understand what I was going through. And if I was a client talking to me, how would I help myself? And believe it or not, I had the answers to my problems. <laughs> so it made me realize I knew what I was doing. So don't burn it all down. I just have to overcome being my own worst enemy, if that makes sense. And, and really stay focused, which goes back to I needed a plan. I needed a roadmap so I wouldn't allow my own thoughts or, you know, sometimes my overthinking or analytical type of self to derail me of where I need to be or my goal or my journey. Joey, I just want to comment that the best coaches know how to ask the right questions so that the client draws the answers from within themselves, which is exactly what you did for Amalia. Sales 101, Karen. Thank you. Sales yeah. 101. That's powerful. And if I could just jump in one quickly and say, you know, sometimes we all get down and we don't know what's the best next best step and staying positive is, is absolutely ch challenging. But I'd like to offer that when you do have a business plan, you can always go back to the business plan because when you get lost in the sauce and say, well, I don't know what I just I can't, you know, I, I'm lost. I don't want to do this business anymore. I'm not whatever the issue of the problem is. You can always go back to your business plan now that we're at the beginning of the year and say, what did I say I was going to do? 
How did I say I was going to do it? And you have to go back to that. And as an entrepreneur, you have to be strong enough to stand on that. And that's where if you go back to your business plan. And secondly, having a mentor to go to when you're down. We always have, we all have someone to go to when you over draw your bank account, or we have someone go to when your kids are driving you nuts. So have someone in your business that will smack you in the face and say, not literally, but will say, hey, you know you're stronger than this. Get up, get back in the game, and or even give yourself grace. If you're down, some days you are down. It's, it's a reality of life. Some days I just don't feel like it. But you give yourself a time. Give yourself a time frame. I give my clients, I say, give yourself one hour to cry, holler, scream, be crazy or whatever you need. But after that hour, call me back and let's make a plan to move to the next step. That's not two cents. I love it. I love it. Um, real quick, would anyone else in the audience that's listening, would you like to join us on stage? If you came in late, this is definitely an open discussion as we talk about our lesson learns for 2023. If you want to share, feel free to raise your hand and join us on stage. All right. So I've heard a lot of you mention one-on-one coaching. And me, I love adding value. And I've I heard the common thing regarding peace. I don't want to burn out. Tiffany, I know you mentioned too, you want to just kind of keep busy at this a certain age or state in life. So I want to tell you something that I found to be helpful for my one-on-one coaches. <laughs> that if you are doing one-on-one coaching, it's a platform called Paperbell. Have anyone heard of Paperbell? Give me a thumbs up if you heard of it at all. No? Okay. Okay. We have one person. So Paperbell is very good if you're just starting off with your coaching and you want to take care of a lot of the back-end components in like a one-stop shop automated type of format. So not selling. I'm not an affiliate. I just want to kind of give you some helpful gems that might help you ease up some of the stress for this year as you're doing your business plan. Paperbell take care of the contracts because it's integrated with HelloSign. So that takes that cost off of you. You don't have to pay for that. It is integrated with Stripe and PayPal. So you can take that component off. It does your scheduling. So if you are paying for events, online scheduler, it takes that off your plate. So it has landing pages built in for sales pages. So that way, once they go to your sales page, want to book your coaching package, it automatically sends them everything you need. It managed from them being interested all the way to the client onboarding process to automated emails. It uh, literally, if you're doing one-on-one coaching packages, it keeps track of your appointments. So for me, I'm all about peaceful and paid this year. So I do things a little bit differently in my coaching. I don't do weekly or monthly. I have a calendar to where they can book their coaching sessions with me based on their availability. And they have within that six month time frame to do that. And then they look at the resource library because Paper Bell allows you to put resources, downloads and videos in there for them until they're ready for me to do that. And I just do like my weekly check-ins. So if you're looking for an easy system to help keep you accountable and make 
the one-on-one coaching process very easy. I would say go over and check out Paperbell and it's free until your first client. So literally your first client actually pays for it. So that was like the winner for me. <laughs> Amalia, are you saying paper bill or paper bail? And if you're saying it, can you spell it? Yes, paper bell. P-A-P-E-R-B-E-L-L. Paper bell. Oh, I was all the way wrong. Okay, paper <laughs> bell. All right. Thank paper you. bell, yes. And if you, I can always um, send it directly to you, Tiffany. But that's just something that I've realized this year that has been very helpful for me that I've been utilizing. And I just want to share with you guys. I saw someone give the thumbs up. Do anyone here uses that or may find that being something? Oh, yay. I think it's Michelle. Hi, Michelle. How are you? Hi there. How are you, Amalia? Doing, doing well. Uh, yeah, so I just signed on a paper bill. I looked at it when I was first getting going, and it does seem to be a really nice app that gets a lot of the stuff that you need to get started. I'm small time coaching at this point. You know, this is kind of a side hustle as I learn and grow, but I, the price is right, I think, for that. The technology is pretty, pretty smart. It's fairly really pretty intuitive for young and old, I would say, or technical <laughs> and non-technical. Uh, so yeah, I'm a fan so far and uh, glad you mentioned it. Absolutely. Did you want to properly introduce yourself to us? Let us know more about you, what you have going on while you're on stage. Absolutely. My name is Michelle Barron. I am owner of Life Design Solutions, which is coaching and consultancy around kind of purpose and ikigai, which is meaning for being. Uh, that's what I do here. I also am a senior business advisor with the Small Business Development Center. So uh, in my day job right now, I get to help people kind of grow their own businesses. So that's cool work too. So love to learn and to grow and figure out how we do this for one another or for ourselves and then kind of how, how we help support others to do this work as well. Thanks so much. I appreciate you sharing. Well, I just have one more question for all of those on stage. And I know we kind of shared our lesson learned, but have you seen anything this year or noticed something that another coach was doing that you wish you would have implemented or some changes you wish you would have made to your business based off any like inspiration? I have to say that these the LinkedIn audios are something that I think can add a ton of value. I I, I love how you say Amalia too. You know, we I came from the social audio and clubhouse space in the pandemic, but it really is a great place that it doesn't matter what you're looking like. I'm in the middle of nowhere. I live in the in the hills of the country and I can still engage with people all over the country, all over the world. And I just, I love it. It's been a game changer for me. And I need to get myself kind of back in some of these spaces a little bit more. And over here on LinkedIn, because Clubhouse has its, was its own special place. It's still pretty, pretty cool. But LinkedIn kind of came along and, and is doing some great stuff too. So thanks. Absolutely. Would anyone else like to share? Yeah, you know, my, it's not so much what I've seen. Yeah, it's not so much a coaching philosophy or thing it's what i it's what i've seen out in the public uh on television adults mistreating other adults has taught me and i alluded to this before is that just you got to give people their space and you got to respect them and you because you, you, you know we've all heard this right you don't know the journey that somebody is 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 treading 
And you got to give them the benefit of the doubt. And if we're coaches, we don't have a choice. We have to. We have to check our egos at the door and and just be open and empathetic and just, you know, literally open arms and say, how, how may I help you? How may I serve you? How can I make your day better? And um, I'm going to keep my opinions to myself and I'm not going to bring in my world into yours. Uh, you're now, like I said, I'm going to put the spotlight on you, going to give you center stage and I'm not going to, I'm not going to bend over. I'm not going to give away the farm, but I'm going to give you the platform. So what's going on? What's on your mind? And I, that I think has really helped me become better at coaching, better at selling, better at just being a better human being. I think that's what we need, right? What the world needs now is love, sweet love, right? It's just, it's crazy. But I just, I think watching people beat each other up gives me more impetus to not do that. I appreciate you sharing. And yes, I I do see that a lot, especially sometimes in a fee, you see a lot of negativity and it makes you second guess and change a lot of things that you're doing. But you just have to, like you mentioned, just tap out of the negativity and keep that positive mindset and keep going. But we have a new person on stage. Hi, Sandra. How are you? Hi, Amalia. I'm doing very well. Thank you. And you? I'm doing good. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. But I'd like to make a comment um, in regards to what Joey said. And he's spot on because especially when... um, Job seekers are down and out for themselves because they're going through the trials that they're going through. And you need that person that has that positive outlook to help you with the guidance that you need. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So, yes, I am Sandra Wise and I'm a job seeker. I'm in career transition, looking for my next fabulous opportunity in the human services industry. I have two certificates, both from Mission College. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working on that. Yeah, that's that's great. The that's selling not yourself it. part. I I'm yeah. I'm still not getting that one. <laughs> that's why I don't do sales. I tried it. I did try it. And I don't sell things. <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to tell you a secret about me. I suck at sales. But the, the thing I do for my business, and I always tell people, I'm good at building relationships. So for me, I build my trust and I sell through relationships. So for a lot of people feel like they know me personally. And even when it comes to a lot of my content or even this events, I'm not a numbers person. I don't have to have a hundred people in my Monday night coaching. Long as I have a group of people to where we're still building authentic relationships, the fact that I have you on stage with me and we are able to have these type of conversations, I never want an event to where I feel like people are just sitting in the audience listening to me. I want a two-way conversation all the time. And for those that are trying to do audio events, just a little word of advice, do not let the numbers discourage you. Every event will be different. I have events where I may have like, you know, small group today. And I have some events where I'm like, oh, wow, where did all these people come from? But believe it or not, it's the smaller events that I enjoy the most 
don't tell them one, but that's the truth. <laughs> so just continue to be you, be authentically you, and it'll come. It'll come because your selling will become you being confident of your value and what you have to offer. And you will start selling as second nature because rather than you're being like a spammy salesperson, you're generally trying to add value to someone else. And then that's kind of your selling technique, if that makes sense. I did have a question in regards to that, Amalia. Absolutely. Go ahead. How would you sell yourself in the comments, though? In the comments? Yeah, when you're interacting with other people and you're trying to put yourself out there, that's what I've been trying to figure out since last year, because this whole LinkedIn is way, (laughs) it's still new to me. And I'm just like, wow, how do these people do it? (laughs) Absolutely. Well, it's a good thing I'm a LinkedIn business coach. Let me stop. (laughs) Because I'm following what other people do, but I'm like, you know, I don't want to be like everybody else. All right. So I'm about to sell myself to you right now. You ready? Okay. I'm not going to even feel it, but it's about to happen. So (laughs) the way you go about selling yourself on LinkedIn in the comment section is adding value. Here's a strategy. When you're going about, and and this is why we say business planning and being intentional. So you want to make sure you're connecting with people that is either people in your industry that will have similar insights or that you can reply on their comment sections to where when you give your comments, it's almost as if you're adding extra value to where when people see and read your comment, like, oh my goodness, this was very helpful. Let me follow her. Let me see what she has to say. Or follow people that are more likely to be a client to where when you do post, you're still giving gems to where they're more likely to take that conversation to your DM. Then that's when you go into the virtual coffee, you connect, if you host any events, all of that great stuff comes from those organic relationships. So when it comes to your commenting strategy, your number one goal is to be adding value. When you're a coach or a business or whatever you're doing, when you're just kind of, oh, great conversation. Cool. That's great. I love that. Nice picture. That's not doing anything for you. But if someone talks about, again, what do you do again, Sandra? I'm trying to, I'm reading. Human services industry, like um, hospitals, healthcare, um, nonprofit organizations, like um, the city government. That's the the vicinity because you're helping the community. You're giving back. Okay. Do you know how to find those individuals? Do you know how to source those people out to connect with them? Do you know how to look for collaborative articles that are within your industry so you can get badges and people can see your expertise? If these are things that you're not really sure, let's book yeah. a virtual coffee. <laughs> yeah, I, I've i been doing the research. I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm not getting this. <laughs> no, it's fine. And you know what? I'm not going to sell to you. How about this? How about after? you reach out to me and we will do a free strategy call and I can help you really get just your hands on LinkedIn and leverage it for what you're trying to do it with. And then I can kind of see, and then we can go over your DM strategy. We can go over your comedy strategy and make sure you're being more intentional. All right. Sounds like a plan. That'd be great. 
Yes, that would be. Now, do you see how I just got you on a call with me without? (laughs) (laughs) Did you see what I did there? (laughs) No, granted. Now, I genuinely just want to help you. You see how that is authentic? I genuinely want to build a relationship with you. I genuinely want to help you. And I'm going to do exactly what I promised. I'm not going to spam you or sales pitch you or anything. But this is just an example of how you can get those people to come towards you without you feeling you have to do all the extra stuff in spamming and scamming. (laughs) Yeah, because that's what I'm getting in my DMs. Most of them in that request message request thing, it's it's the, the people that are trying to sell to me. No, 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 no. Don't do that. And my, I live by. And I'm just like, why am I going through this? No, I do not request anyone's time, like a virtual call for anything. If I haven't tried to establish a relationship with you, I never just cold pitch someone. If I haven't followed your content, if I haven't engaged with you, if I don't know if like I can actually know what you're doing or understand what you're clearly doing or if we're a good match i'm not gonna sit there and send you a cold dm right will anyone else like to chime to that at all or would like to give feedback on my subtle selling i'm just kidding (laughs) um i i have to get ready to head out for my class amalia but i just wanted to say thank you again for having me and welcome back and just to add to what you're saying and for Sandra, Sandra, um, I have been, I guess I've, I've been in sales in multiple times in my life, but I've never, ever liked sales because I don't believe in selling people. I believe in showing them and educating them. And when you talk to them and like Amalia said, add value and just are authentically yourself you have the best results because I don't sell anybody anything. I tell you what I have. I talk to you about what you need. And then we decide if we can work together to get the end results. So just being authentic and that like, you know, all those spammy, just sending messages. You look like you need to have 3000 followers. I can help you do it. Like that doesn't work. Who does it? I, I ignore those every time they're in my thing. So, you know, reaching out and, and, Trying to have some sincere and aligned connections is is very important. And because as an identity transformation coach, one of the things I help people get over is imposter syndromes is when you're not being an imposter, you know, you know, when you're not out here trying to do something that is doesn't feel authentically you, that is not you, then you don't have as much as a, of, of an issue because you're operating from an authentic place that is truly who you are, your core, and you will have greater success that way. So I have to say good night, but thank you again. Good night. Thank you for joining us. And we are at the eight o'clock mark. So I'm going to wrap things up for all of us because I am Eastern Standard Time. I'm not sure what time zone everyone else is in, but I like to be respectful and promise my hour to you. But I want to thank everyone who spoke and joined me on stage tonight. And again, Sandra, thank you so much for sharing. And please reach out to me so I can give you just some strategies to help you move forward because I value my community. And I would love for you to be a Monday night coaching VIP listener. So if you guys have not went ahead and signed up to be a VIP listener, feel free to go to my page. It's in my featured section. I'll also post it in the comments. 
And I will also give the replay for tonight. So I'll make sure I will edit that and send that to everyone. But thank you so much for joining me. And I look forward to having you guys next Monday. Things are going to kick off. Like I mentioned, I have guest speakers all the way until April. So if you are interested in some value-packed Monday night coaching events, be sure to go ahead and like, well, follow me because I'm going to post the rest of the events this week. All right. Well, everyone, you take care and have a wonderful evening.